I'm Sally Kirkman, and I'm here with my friend and fellow astrologer, Christina Rodenbeck, to talk to you about the astrology coming up in the month ahead. If you want to find out more about us, Christina is the Oxford astrologer, and her website is oxfordastrologer.com. And you can find out more about me on my website, sallykirkman.com. Hello, Christina. Hello, Sally. <laughs> How are we? It's a rainy day again, isn't it? We keep zooming on rainy days at the moment. Yeah, well, thank goodness it's a rainy day. It's been an incredible heat wave up until now. It has in Leo season, as often it is, actually. I know we've had amazing, amazingly hot temperatures here in the UK, haven't we, over the past month? Yeah. Well, as you know, I was in France and that was just, it was so hot some days we couldn't move. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it has. It's been, it's been a, it's been a real heat wave, mm. heat wave in Leo season. So how has Leo season been for you, Christina? I do know <laughs> what's been going on. Well, it's been busy as you know, because my dad died on the 31st of July, uh, who was a Leo. His birthday would have been the 9th of August. Um, and so it's, and I actually had just been to visit him uh, because I went as soon as the lockdown was lifted. I went to see my dad because, you know, he was ill and old and everything. And he died on the 31st of July. And we've, I've just been absolutely, I actually was able to get down there on the day in the afternoon. Um, and I've been really, really busy doing stuff organizing the funeral and dealing with bills and the house he's got this house down there and uh you know there's just so much to do uh he's got he had so much stuff my parents had so much stuff um and trying to figure out how what the you know what how the future what the future holds because you know french law is very strict and everything gets divided three ways between the children. Um, that's me, my brother and sister. So, which makes things very simple and straightforward, actually. Yeah. There's no arguing, you know. Uh, but it does mean that we're going to have to reach agreements about what to do with the house and the contents and et cetera. Mm. So there's been, I've just been really busy. I haven't looked at, you know, I hardly looked at the news. I hardly didn't look at social media. I've been absolutely being here now and and it's been a weird mixture of thinking about my about the past of course because of my father's passing and about the story of his life and thinking about what kind of man he was and how he lived his life because as soon as a person dies that's the end it's the full stop and you start to shift your perspective on their life to see it as a whole story yeah um, rather than a continuing, you know, where's this going to go? Mm -hmm. um, so that's been something that I've been doing, but I know that's going to be going, you know, it's onward. You know, there's more, much, much more of that. Mm -hmm. But being forced to deal with the present, e.g. what to do with his clothes, what to do with his papers, how to deal with his bills, mm -hmm. has made me focus on, the, on being here now in a, in a way that's felt very, very positive. And I have to say, I do think this is to do with the uh, Mars and Aries, mm. which is about getting stuff done, being very things happening very quickly and having to be present. Mm. 
I think actually it's quite a fire sign thing. I think of Leo as well. I mean, if you know, if you embody Leo in its kind of fullness and richness, there is a let's you know let's be in this moment, isn't there? Let's be here now, make the most of things. So I think it's quite, and it's been such strong fire sign activity this past month. I mean, really, quite incredibly so. Mm, I agree. I think it's been really fiery, and I like that fire t- sign positivity Mm. actually it's you know see speaking as a very watery person it's incredibly helpful to me Mm. to have this fire pushing me forward yeah it's interesting that we're both water sun signs but actually we both do have fire Mm. (laughs) um Mm. in our charts and and i'm the same you kind of need it don't you? you need it to get things to get things moving well, otherwise I could be terribly watery and just sort of fly around all day. You know, yeah. Fly <laughs> around all day. Things. Yeah. Ponder. <laughs> Have a little cry. Yeah. Philosophize <laughs> slightly and then yeah. cry some more. Yeah. <laughs> Drink a glass of wine. Ponder some more. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, time like would just slip by, wouldn't yeah. it? Whereas that, that. <laughs> but the Aries gives the focus, right? The yeah. Mars and Aries helps everybody to get some focus all signs and doesn't just apply to the aries for example you've got aries rising though so I it's have. so strong for you this it's very strong. transit very strong mars in the first house and you know i i'm finding myself um you know at a stage where i need to get things moving mm. um i'm ready for movement i'm ready for action um and that's kind of what i'm doing really um, you know, getting ready to move on from a chapter in my life, start something new. And this is real. I can feel this kind of urge, this drive to get things moving as well. I know it's not going to be straightforward because as we'll be talking about this month, Mars does turn retrograde. So there's going to be stops and starts. But yeah, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I think has been really playing out with this Mars is anger. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, the classic one in, you know, where we are here in the UK, Mars has already squared two of the planets in Capricorn. It squared Jupiter on the 4th and Pluto on the 13th of August. And both those dates were when the exam results came out in Scotland and then in England. And there was absolute uproar and outrage and anger about this ridiculous system. Um, You know, and actually that Mars anger, I think, has brought, you know, it's brought now this sort of about turn by the government. So but I could feel myself getting very angry also Mm. with the travel changes too, you know, that again, Uranus was so strong last month and it was kind of like when life has other plans, so many people I knew impacted by both the education and the travel. I mean, just extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes you need to get angry with Mars in Aries. If you don't get angry, you don't, you know, you can't initiate change too. Yeah, that's what anger is for. Anger is, you know, is a useful emotion. You just need to channel it in the right way. Yeah. Um, just on a completely different note with the Mars and Aries, I have had a surprising number of people who've had something go wrong with dentistry or their face or a lot of pain in the head oh, during this Mars in Aries. Mm. um you know pain eg nerve pain or some kind of and you had the that's you've had that operation that scar actually i can't even see it sally so it's not even 
it's not a cicatrice even, but you had that little operation, didn't you, on your face? I had a biopsy on my cheek, a mark that, you know, was potentially cancerous. They had to do a biopsy. It's not, but I've been left with a scar. And then I also had to have a major tooth extraction. You know, mm. so this is real Mars first house stuff for me. But yeah, I, I agree that um, there seems to, and, and I think that's where pressure and stress always builds in the head, actually. Mm. So maybe it's mm. not that surprising. Now we have Mars and Aries. Well, and, you know, Aries is, rules the head, doesn't it? it and the there you have Mars. I mean, even, even David, my partner, was attacked by a mosquito on his head, mm. <laughs> um, which uh, Mars, of course, is sharp pointy things sharp things um and aries rules ahead so you know watch out for those mosquitoes those um or for cutting yourself shaving you know um it's interesting you say that a friend of mine just got stung by a wasp on the foot but it was so it was so kind of intense that she got hives around the mouth it kind of you know and itchy eyes so it kind of how interesting went to the head again so yes this um be interesting mm. and at the and we were down in france where my dad's house was and everybody was talking about the, the number of uh, bugs mm. because there have been there's been a uh, uh there have been more wasps in france than any other year there's been a plague of wasps wow but also uh our name, we were we were really badly bitten down there, which doesn't normally happen. It's not particularly mosquito-y places up in the mountain. Um, but there was a greater variety of biting insects. So not only was it mosquitoes, it was jumping spiders and, I don't know, all the kinds of biting things. Wow. Um, which seemed to be coming out more because of the, the fact that there was no winter this yeah. past winter, so that it was never cold enough to kill them yeah. off. And then this very hot summer has been fantastic for certain kinds of insect. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. I mean, you know, it's astrology, isn't it? It is astrology. It is astrology. So talking of the astrology coming up, we're moving into Virgo season. Yeah. Which takes place on August the 20th to September the 20th. Um, So there's going to be this change. There's, you know, I often think of, Virgo season is it's kind of classic isn't it in the northern hemisphere most people go off on holidays in August take some time out although holidays are a bit kind of odd at the moment but anyway that's often what happens in the heat of the sun and then Virgo season comes in you start to think about school and you know moving going back to work actually I walked through Guildford yesterday and there was crowds of people standing outside shops I thought what are they doing it was the shoe shops Oh yeah, kids getting their shoes ready to go back to school. Yeah, back to school. It is sharpening of the pencils, and you know, uh, polishing of the. I want to say polishing of the 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 tablets. What what do kids use at school these days? You know, Uh, actually, and with COVID around, it's going to be polishing of the you know, home desk again, isn't it? I mean, I'm. I wonder how long they're actually going to be at school. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, talk more about that, what's coming up. So, so the star sign Virgo, what do we think? They're very, it's a very interesting star sign, isn't it, Virgo? It's very complex. It's intelligent. You know, it, 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 there are the warriors of the Zodiac. 
Yeah. You know, they are the people, the, you know, the, the downside is the nitpicking, the looking in detail, the worrying about stuff. Hmm. But the upside of course, is the analysis, the intelligence that hmm. being able to divide things up. Hmm. Um, and, you know, this is why so many writers have got the Virgo hmm. influence in their chart. I mean, you know, really strong influence like Virgo rising or Virgo sun yeah. or Virgo moon, you know, that you see that, especially, I mean, it doesn't suggest um, what is, you know, you, best-selling authors that I'm talking about, you know what I mean? Ones who are prolific. It's a hardworking sign as well. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, Agatha Christie, uh, Stephen King, uh, who has Tolstoy. I mean, just... And, and I discovered that George R. R. Martin, who mm. is, um, it was his novels that were developed into Game of Thrones. I mean, just massive, massive mm. hit. Is also Virgo. I didn't realize that. But again, there's yeah. prolific, there's, they're prolific writers, but also they have this, you know, they can just hold so many different characters and ideas and complexity. They see, they're able to see all those details, aren't they? And kind of create these vast worlds out of them yeah and puzzles i mean that's one of the things that i think of with agatha christie her novel her you know her books were never sort of in the most beautiful prose that's not the point the point is that she was creating these puzzles Mm -hmm. and actually i think game of thrones has got that as well it's a big great big puzzle isn't it is how is this thing going to resolve that's what you're thinking as you're watching game of thrones yeah um uh, you also think what more sex and violence? Um, <laughs> I've actually never watched it. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I thought I was going to really enjoy it, but I, I, you know, I, I maybe I'll try again when I'm older. Well, yeah, it's one of those things you could kind of dive into, couldn't you? And more mature, and when you maybe need to. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, that's that side. I also for me, classic. You know, there is that need for, for detail. And I, I used to have um, a Virgo landlord many years ago um, who was great, but he was a bit of a worry and a bit of a hypochondriac. Um, and he used to, one of the things he used to do, there was five or six of us in the shared house, and he used to draw lines on his milk and his juice. <laughs> so no one, no one could sneak any of his milk when they ran out. I always thought that was such a wonderfully Virgo thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever sneak the milk and then put water in no i didn't christine you see, i could have done that but see that's the pisces thinking just for the hell of it just to see if he had another you know if he weighed it or you know looked yeah. at the color of the milk as well <laughs> he had a, like a you know not a litmus paper but a little you know yeah, white we don't know. he could have got very detailed with it <laughs> oh so, I mean, and I think the other thing to say about Virgo, which we often actually say, is that, you know, for starters, there's quite a lot of myths around Virgo. They're often oh, yeah. said that they're meant to be tidy. The majority of Virgos I talk to aren't tidy, actually. They have order and systems in other areas of their life, um, but they're very often not tidy. And the other thing is, you know, this prim and proper. Not at all. Excuse me, Beyonce? <laughs> I know, I know. Anyone has, uh, au contraire. Um, very good looking men. I also would add, I, you know, not all of them, but you know, there are, I thinking of Keanu Reeves. Mm. So such a beautiful man, 
Mm. Um, they become sex symbols. I mean, Colin Firth, classic, you know, his yeah. role as Mr. Darcy. I mean, everyone just sort of drooled over him. Yeah. Um, Sean Connery, Bond, mm. Richard mm. Gere. I mean, mm. just kind of that, you know, the type of man who we think of as that kind of classic good looks mm. that should become sex symbols, don't they? And it's Earth, it's an Earth sign. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing, actually, Keanu Reeves is an interesting... Virgo, because he, I think he's single, isn't he? No, he's not now. He's got a, a girlfriend. Finally. A girlfriend? Finally. Finally. Oh, Keanu, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Uh, but he was single for a long time and he was kind of okay with that. And that is Virgo, is to be like, well, you know, I, I can, um, I'm okay. I'm independent. Independent. Independent person. I'm okay with being myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's interesting, I, I, I don't know enough about his relationship now, but it's not a celebrity relationship. It's kind of one that's very, uh, it seems more sort of down to earth, um, which again kind of fits really with the, the Virgo. They don't, you know, there's not this urge to show off, is there, or it to be all kind of glamour and yeah. like. <laughs> Well, no, unless you're Beyonce, of course, in which case, but I think she's got a lot of Libra, hasn't she, and Leo and other things. She has, and and that can often be the case. I did um, also another Virgo I love is Idris Elba, actually. I think he's gorgeous. Making a very sexy man. (laughs) Yeah, and he was voted Sexiest Man Alive in 2018, which, you know, if you were going with the classic Virgo archetype, you wouldn't have thought that. Actually... I did then go on to who else has been voted sexiest man alive on the list. And oh, how of, awful for you. Did you have to look at pictures of pretty men? I did. Out of the last 10, six have been earth signs, actually. So there we go. There's this sensuality mm. of, of earth. It's a very different kind of... doesn't surprise me. I mean, the other very often, you know, Taurus is uh, a classic sexy man oh. sign. Uh, you know. And Capricorn, I can, I, you know, Capricorn too. So I think they're yeah, good looking. looking. Yeah. Anyway, where are we? What are we talking? We just got you distracted me with this talk of sexiest man alive, Idris Elba. Um, <laughs> I think maybe we should talk about the month ahead now and get more. All right then, if you insist. <laughs> um, and get more so, Virgo season, you know. Well, we- Virgo season, you know as you were saying, is always back to school. Um, and this year, there is this, uh, there are a couple of really important things happening in the Virgo season. Mm. First of all, there's still Mars and Aries, so it's back to school and boom, you know, really focusing, uh, going for it. And also that because of the stellium in Capricorn, which is also an Earth sign, that is kind of supporting the Virgo sun, isn't it? Mm. Um, so you can really... Uh, feel the possibility of getting practical stuff mm. done. And mm. that applies to everybody. Mm. Uh, I want to say moving mountains, even mm. though quite a lot of those planets are in retrograde, the ones in Capricorn, it doesn't matter. You still got them wise direct until mm. the 9th of September, in which case mm. when everything starts to, mm. uh, I wouldn't say fall apart, but mm. goes flaccid. Flaccid. <laughs> Flaccid. Mars, planet of sexuality. Yeah, <laughs> retrograde goes flaccid. A bit limp. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do we want to talk about Mars? The what's mm. happening with Mars? Because um, 
it's such a key planet, isn't it? It's uh, the key thing. And we still want to talk about, I mean, we'll be talking about this for the next six months, but I think it's uh, worth mentioning talking yeah. about now because we've, we've experienced it a lot more now yeah. what the Mars and Aries is really saying. And one is this toothache business. I mean, seriously, you're not so many people, toothache, headache, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hives stuff to do with the head, mm-hmm. but also it's the, this focus what I was talking about when I was dealing with my dad's things, mm-hmm. uh, it's physicality. It's actually doing physical stuff. And before we started this podcast, we were both talking about how we had not been doing that much astrology Mm. in the past few weeks because we've been so busy doing actual stuff. So this is not a theoretical time. This is not a time to be sitting around dreaming and thinking. Mm. It's a time when you will find yourself forced to action. Mm. And we have got this Mars and Aries for a long, long time. Mm. Mm. I mean, how have you found it so far? Mm. Um, I mean, really, as I said, you know, just a desire to do things, to get things Mm. moving, to take action. And even in the face of things being difficult and knowing that things are going to be a challenge. I mean, we still don't know, you know, what we're going to be able to do and not do Mm -hmm. uh, moving forwards. And that's likely to kick in more with Mars retrograde from September the 9th to November the 13th. But for me, you know, having this Mars strong, and and this is true for all areas, I think, you still need to take the initiative. You still need to push things forward, even if it means then taking a step back and getting frustrated. Mm. But, you know, you can't not. I think it's something like you can't not act. You can't not. And you need to be willing to make mistakes. Yes. And this is the, I mean, I'm thinking about that huge explosion in Lebanon. Mm. which happened on the Mars square to Jupiter. Yeah. Such a Mars event. It was red. I mean, this was it the biggest peacetime explosion that was an accident. Um, That was also to do with some very long court case, some legal case. That's why that stuff was sitting there, which is Jupiter, (laughs) Jupiterian Mm -hmm. um, in Jupiter and Capricorn. So it's also a dangerous time. I would say in, you know, to be, there are points when we need to be cautious mm. uh, because Mars in Aries acts fast. It's a spark. It can set fire to stuff. Yeah. So, you know, there obviously the danger of wildfires is always with us now well, with climate change. Yeah. But that is around too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Although, you know, this, this month we're moving into, we have got Mars being reined in actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's square Saturn. Um, 24th of August. 24th of August. So, you know, it's in a square to Saturn and then it turns retrograde on September the 9th. But yeah, I still agree. Even retrograde, there's still the explosive, dangerous element of Mars there. That's- Whenever it makes those squares to those planets in Capricorn as well. I mean, I think you're right about the Mars being reined in by Saturn and the, it's exact on the 24th of August, but we're already there. There's already this square going on. So there's this sense of, uh, you know, I want to say butting up against authority of the individual against authority, the individual against the rules. Um, you know, the Saturn in Capricorn is, you know, partly the government, uh, you know, and Mars and Aries is the, is, uh, is the individual person. And there's something in here also back to the head thing about wearing the mask, not wearing the mask. Yeah. You know, is, is Mars in it, you know, there's a whole argument 
around the face and mm-hmm. Mars is about arguing, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that yeah. is going to continue at this, this business about yeah. the mask and the face and the whole, at this, it's become this uh, focus mm-hmm. of anger, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, people are angry with people not wearing the mask. People are angry with people wearing the mask. Yeah. Um, and it's become a fo- focus also of political action. I find it very strange to me, but there it is. It's true fact, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, for everyone, it's really important to know where this Mars is transiting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's the, if that's one key thing you need to know. So for Libras, it's in your relationships. Yeah. You know, you may be coming up against people who are being aggressive with you or mm. unreasonable or trying to get you to do stuff. Mm. Um, but it's also time for you to be taking action about relationships, mm. you know? So for Libras, you know, it may be time to call it quits mm. or to tell people where to get off. Mm. Yeah. And just watch out for being dominated or having mm. people. I mean, I think it can be passionate that Mars and Aries for Libra, um, mm. but really noticing, you know, when the sort of balance of power is out as well. Um, for Cancerians, I mean, it's, it feels very important for Cancerians because Mars is in your career vocation sector. Up at the top, Saturn in Capricorn, you know, where the Capricorn stuff is, is um, relationships the other. So, you know, that feels like battles going on with your boss or at work or being out of work and angry about the situation. That's where it's firing up. Um, yeah. And also people changing their minds at work. This is going to be something that happens when, because Mars goes retrograde. Mm. So you think it's all going tickety-boo in one direction, Cancer, and very fast, and you're having to, maybe having to make a lot of very quick decisions, and suddenly it's all reversed. Mm. You know, and suddenly all the stuff that you thought was happening, in one, and I feel that this is very likely a sort of general point as well, that, you know, we can see we've seen that already in this country the government has said one thing and then they've changed their mind you know when they have the square from mars this will get more so there will be more backtracking um there will be more changing of direction um and and loss of direction i think as well um so there may be like for cancer in particular i think you know there may be a kind of it seems like there's strong leadership and then suddenly it's not there when Mars goes retrograde. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. um, and also I think, you know, thinking Capricorn again for these cardinal signs, it's yeah. very powerful. I mean, it's in your Mars in Aries is in your the home and family sector actually. So, you know, it, where there's going to be anger or issues is going to be to do with those areas. I mean, if you're selling property, buying property, then, Really, you need to crack on with it, I'd suggest, um, and be aware that once Mars turns retrograde, then it could be this. There's often this stop-start theme when Mars is retrograde. You know, you put one step forward, take two steps back. And actually, last time Mars turned retrograde, which was 2018, I was selling my home. It was meant to complete in August, and it didn't complete till November. And that was the same time as Mars went retrograde. There was just these delays, things getting pushed back. And it was okay because it did happen. And I think you can say that with all this. Yes. So there'll be a delay, but then it'll happen. Yeah. You know, so if for Capricorn is a good example. You know, if you're selling your house, 
Uh, it may seem to all go wrong. You know, nothing may happen in those two months, but then it will go ahead. Mm. So, you know, keep, keep confident, mm. um, stay confident, but don't push it. And also, I mean, this is the other thing with the Mars, when the Mars goes retrograde is don't push ahead because pushing forward is not the thing to do with Mars retrograde. Yeah, absolutely. It's a time to, um, rework your strategy of anything, isn't it? It's time. I often mm. think Mars retrograde is good for getting a bit stealthy, secretive, mm. not kind of revealing your hand sort of taking a step back and, and reworking things, um, but looking how you can push things forward when it turns direct mid-November. I mean, it's quite a long retrograde always. It only happens once every couple of years. Um, but for the fire signs, you know, there's Mars and Aries, the fire signs like Sagittarius and Leo. Uh, for both of those signs, this is actually, you know, a, a positive um almost unequivocally positive transit i think i i really like it it's it gives you a kind of forward momentum um and a kind of ability to leave the past behind you know you're you with the leos it may be about actually you know in in other times we would say it's great for travel <laughs> the mars and aries but you know it may be about uh exploring a new um area of interest or mm. expanding your horizons in some way and uh, or gaining a, uh, another degree for example doing some further education and for sagittarians this is really really creative yeah. you know it's a create really creative surge that you may get with the mars and aries mm-hmm. um and you know it's literally a time to make babies for Sagittarians, if you want to, if you're trying to make a family, um, if you if you don't want to have a family, you might want to think about that as well, because there's a kind of fertility about this. Yeah, um, take precautions. Yeah, take precautions, um, and accidents can happen. Yeah. Also, especially when the Mars goes retrograde. Yeah. Um, I just kind of want to, you know, I do also know with kind of fire signs i'm thinking about leo and sagittarius in particular actually that there have been you know already disruptions to travel plans um and you know in that fire sign way getting very frustrated and angry about it but it's kind of then what do you do with that anger what do you channel it into and i think that's the thing you know if your plans get changed which you know for many of us were in this situation actually it's there is a lot of creativity there. There's a kind of real surge. So you need to find something to divert that passion into to, mm-hmm. and you know, and it could be sometimes when life has other plans, it, it turns out well, you find you've got time to do something else as well. Um, yeah. Don't try and do something that's not possible. Yeah. Hey, you had against a brick wall. I was going to say my dad, the Leo, his travel plans went excellently well. Right. Um, which were tra- to travel <laughs> to the other side. Yeah. You know, he was so, so ready to yeah. go, and uh, you know, off he went yeah. without uh, without a hitch, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So it'll kind of it'll work in in different ways. Um, who else do we want to talk about? I well, think- I think we should have a quick look at everybody because so we've done all the fire signs, we've done the cardinal signs, uh, you know, because this will affect. The, where the Mars falls and how it relates to your sun or your ascendant yeah. and will I, affect I, everyone. 
I was going to say for, you know, for Virgo and Pisces, I mean, just taking those two signs, Mars is in one of the financial sectors of your horoscope, either personal money for Pisces, uh, for Virgo, more kind of joint finances, contracts on a very practical level. So, you know, this is about, it's a time for getting things moving with regard to money. You're likely to be dealing with money more. But also, again, there may be anger or frustration around financial mm. matters. Um, you know, needing to sort things out, being aware that there could be delays. Um, but yeah, you've got, that's the area really to be kind of proactive. Mm. And you may just find that, like, again, what's interesting with Mars is that this may actually be thrown in your lap, so to speak. So, you know, for Virgos, there may be some kind of inheritance or some kind of joint thing that needs to be split up. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this this sense of part, you know, partition in a way with the Mars and Aries of um, cutting things up and making them into smaller bite-sized chunks so that you can deal with it. Mm. Um, and for Pisces, you know, it is time for you to actually pursue the unpaid bills. For example, mm -hmm. if you have anybody, you know, if you have an employer who hasn't paid you, um, this is, you, you need to go for, go for that. Actually, you know, write the letter, send the email, ask for it, which is very un Piscean mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that those things are actually going through. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great chance to sort of unblock the flow of your finances, the flow of money yeah. and for, for, you know, money is just a kind, it is energy. It's, you need to keep it flowing in and out, whatever. Mm. For some of us, obviously it's like a trickle. And for some of it's, us, it's a tidal wave flowing in and out, mm. but essentially, you know, this is what this Mars and Aries can, can, um, can do for Pisces and um, Virgo. Also those two signs are, experiencing i mean there's also a question about a more abstract question a more uh philosophical question that i think comes up when you have mars in one of those two houses which is questions of of value mm -hmm. and uh values that you hold by values that you make up for yourself and values that you have inherited or that you hold jointly. Mm. Um, and you may be actually stripping out some of the things that no longer work for you. Yeah. Do you know, it's, there's a sense of like throwing out the stuff that's not real, not, or is not true. There's a truthfulness about Mars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's getting to the, it's, it's, there's an authentic side to it, isn't it? It's getting to yeah. the, you know, the fakeness in a way. Mars is not fake. It's, it's direct. It's active. Um, and I think Mars in Aries actually, you know, before it turns retrograde, at least there's an honesty about it. Absolutely. It's telling the truth. It's being truthful. It's cutting to the real truth of a story or a situation. And in the case of Virgo, you know, this can be some long held family stuff. Mm. You know, I, I think that it's quite an interesting placement for people with, you know, Virgo rising or sun in Virgo. Mm. Uh, very good time to actually bring up the bodies. Yeah, mm -hmm. bring up the skeletons. Mm. Mm. Dig deep. Yeah. Dig deep. Yeah. Um, 
also, I mean, who else? Scorpio we should talk about because Mars, traditional ruling planet. Yeah, um, I was going to say for Scorpios, this is super important. You yeah. know, your own ruling planet is yeah. empowered, mm. right? Yeah, it's empowered. So I, I think for Scorpios, on the one hand, it's, it's about fitness, looking after your body. Yeah because it's in your health sector. It's also in your work and lifestyle sector as well. Um, so, you know, while Mars is direct, and also when it's retrograde, actually, I mean, look after you, look after your body. It's kind of really a time to, to ensure you're strong, <laughs> ensure you're strong in body, mind and spirit, but really focus on, focus on the body and look after you. Um, and also go for it with work. You know, when yeah. you're allowed to work in work, it's, it's a time to be pushy. It's a time to be ambitious, actually, um, and make sure that, you know, things are working for you. Again, there's likely to be conflict, I would think, for Scorpio. You know, people you're up against, laws you're up against, regulations, things you can and can't do. But again, staying kind of true, staying direct to, to your purpose. I mean, that yeah, would... I think you're very I think you can get a lot of work done, mm. frankly, practical work. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a cutting through with that. And I agree with you about the health thing with Scorpio. Mm. Uh, you know, you've got Chiron in that same area of the sky yeah. uh, for, well, for a long time, uh, years. And Mars comes through and it will help you to get the right diagnosis, for example, mm. to actually see the truth of what your health really is. Yeah. Um, and it will, it may be quite good for weight loss. I would think, um, you know, actually just getting trim, mm. you know, there's this sense of trimming the sails, trimming mm. with Mars and Aries mm. and I getting think, more focused. Yeah, I do agree with, I mean, that's what I did with my, you know, I know I'm Scorpio and Aries rising, so very Mars, but you know, when I heard that the mark on my face could possibly be cancerous, it was like, right, let's get it dealt with. Let's mm-hmm. find out. So I think that's, you know, don't dilly dally or dither yeah. or think, oh, it might be all right. Actually, Mars wants you to take action. Yeah. And you may actually have to be cut like Sally was. Well, yeah. You know. Stars are um, I'm rather proud of having a star, but anyway. <laughs> I said, I can't actually see it on those. No, no, I mean, I have to mark it up. small now. Yeah. Small. Um, so oh, there's Aquarius as well, which is, I mean, I think with Aquarians, there is, say, be slightly cautious about what you say, mm-hmm. you know, because this is all in the communications part of your chart. Um, on the one hand, on the other hand, you can get through a ton of kind of material, you know, of written material. You can get through a ton of reading or communications with this mm-hmm. Uh, Mars and Aries and you can get to the truth of a situation so if you're like I don't know working in a lab trying to discover a vaccine for instance um, as an Aquarian I think this would be this is rather a brilliant um, transit for you yeah Um, I agree I think it's great for kind of research fact finding mm -hmm. getting informed isn't it the Mars and Aries for Aquarius um, and you can do that quickly and fast, actually. Mm, um, mm. Do it fast. Be prepared to change your mind about your hypothesis, whatever it is, you know, when Mars goes retrograde. Or, or to find out some new stuff or find out that actually 
he made maybe some mistakes in August, but it's okay. You know, this Mars retrograde is all about allowing yourself to make some mistakes. Absolutely. And be prepared for other people not believing you or yeah. not listening to you. Um, but if you know you're right, then keep pushing, keep sort of honing, refining. Keep honing and refining and then push in November. Yeah. You know, push forward with this in November. Um, okay. And if you're, if you're like a writer or something, this is fantastic for getting writing done. Yeah. You know, getting the film done, getting the movie, you know, getting this, whatever the project, getting the website made, all of that. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, keep on pushing forward until that retrograde kicks in. And then go through and snag it. Mm. Yeah, go back and snag it. Mm. Um, have we dealt with everybody? What about we've done cancers? What about Gemini? We need Gemini. Gemini, yeah, in uh, your friendship group sector. So it is about, you know, there's, there's likely to be issues with friends, I would think, for Gemini. You know, there's, it could be an argy-bargy time. Um, but at the same time, I think you need, you know, you need the support of others with Mars in Aries. You need to get the right people on your side, people of influence as well. Um, but it's in that area. It's about kind of more community, I think, for Gemini, finding your kind of tribe, finding your support as well. And I know a few Geminis who that's true for at the moment. You know, the friends and their kind of, their interaction is very powerful for Geminis at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about my little Gemini here and obviously it's the whole friendship thing mm. because of her age is terrible, tremendously important. Yes. You know? <laughs> um, but so, you know, you could say that about any 15 year old girl. Um, but, you know, it's been the focus of her greatest interest in a very, you know, Mars and Aries way. Mm. Um, you know, and I would I would say that for Gemini's in general, this is, it's fantastic for networking, mm. you know, and getting out there and getting your message out like on social media or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but again, be cautious, slightly cautious about what you're saying, you know, don't go, um, you know, just think twice. Mm you know, because your words can be incredibly powerful. They are sharper than usual. Um, yeah. yeah. Gemini's. Yeah. You could be, I mean, you know, Gemini's out in the world, really upsetting others, aren't they? Some of them. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, your words matter. Your words, your matter. words really matter. I mean, the famous Gemini's are of course, who talk a lot are Boris Johnson are, I don't even what can even our leader. The, our leader. No, we don't really. <laughs> the guy, the guy who somehow has bumbled to the top yeah. <laughs> um, in this country, um, and Donald Trump, yeah. and you can see that their words, what their words are doing, you know, and actually, they. Some people, I think, would argue that their words are causing anger. Mm causing violence in some cases mm. and also um ricocheting back to them and harming them yeah yeah so for for our lovely gemini's out there be careful that you don't upset people or antagonize others by being you know a bit flippant or or glib it really is a time actually i think to you know be cautious what you what you think say. twice 
And and when the Mars goes retrograde, then really you know, there's the possibility of making mistakes. Yeah. In what yeah. you say. Yeah, and um, if you know, if there is a big falling out with a friend or a group that you're involved with, my you know, I would not try to push it when Mars is retrograde. Actually take your foot off the pedal, take mm. a step back, allow allow things to calm down, allow things to cool. Mm. You know, and and then maybe try again as 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 Mars gets close to turning direct. To well, also, it's a, you know, Mars retrograde is a good time to ask for forgiveness. Mm. It's just it's great to say sorry. You know, okay. <laughs> You're, she's she's like yeah. Sally's face is like what, what? forgiveness? <laughs> I you see Mars type. Yeah, not my experience of Mars retrograde. I haven't been ready to ask forgiveness during the retrograde phase. Yeah, it's taken longer than that. Maybe when it's gone direct, actually, I think okay, we need to sort <laughs> this out. <laughs> People may be kind, may be more inclined to make peace. I think with Mars retrograde. Yeah, maybe, um, and they no. certainly are not ready to do that with Mars direct in Aries. And do you think that might be? Um, a key feature for Taurus, who we haven't mentioned, because it's an interesting Mars transit for Very them. Interesting. You know, it is in that the sort of hidden sector of the horoscope where, you know, it is about secrets and confidences. So I just wonder whether for Taurus, this is about, you know, needing to kind of unknit things or um, sort things out, you know, that, that are causing, maybe causing stress personally. So I think for Taurus, you might be right that this is, um, a good time once it's retrograde to ask for forgiveness well i mean i can speaking of you know family stuff there are quite a few taurians in my family and some skeletons tumbled out of that closet yeah in you know obviously this always happens at a death but it was you know it's a time and it's actually a good time for taurians to air those family secrets you know yeah. Um, as Mars is going through there and you know it will happen very quickly it will ha may happen seem to happen very naturally mm. that there's stuff that needs to be aired and come out you, you need to talk about it yeah instead of keeping it all suffocated yeah in the 12th house there's a sense of of letting things out letting things letting um and this is maybe ancestral stuff even you know mm. from the deeper past not just the recent family but letting that out, you know, um, I'm just thinking about how we're all discussing, well, not all, but there's been a lot of discussion about uh, the legacy of slavery and mm. what it means to be, you know, a, you know, to be at least half English in my case and half American and what that means in terms of what our ancestors have done mm. in the world mm. and how we feel about that. Mm. Um, and that it's okay to talk about it, you know, to be truthful. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there was yeah. some good stuff and there was some bad stuff. Yeah, it is getting things, it's clearing the air, isn't it? It's yeah, clearing the air. And I think for Taurus as well, the one thing I'd want to say is don't turn your anger in on yourself. You know, it needs a Absolutely release. right. It needs a release. Um, I mean, maybe that's true for all of us again with Mars retrograde, you know, don't turn it on yourself, use it constructively, be assertive, but, you know, mm. be careful of that when Mars is retrograde. Um, yeah. You need an outlet. You need to do stuff, take action. Mm. 
Um, we've talked a lot about Mars. Do we want to, which obviously is, you know, with this Mars retrograde, this is this is huge uh, feature of the month. But do we want to have a quick look at the, yeah. the moons? And also, I mean, the other thing that's happening is Jupiter turns direct. Hurrah! Yeah. Yay! Um, which, you know, so Mars is going retrograde on the 9th, but Jupiter switches direction on the 13th at 17 degrees Capricorn. And that could be really lovely. Um, I mean, that just could bring some, you know, it's the best planet. It could bring some breakthrough moments. It could bring new opportunities. Um, and I, I, I like that. I like Jupiter turning, turning direct in the midst of um, all that's going on, actually. It feels, because there's so much held back, isn't there, at the moment, yeah. retrograde planets. There's so many things that we can't do. And that Jupiter turning direct feels like kind of, finding bliss or finding meaning, you know, where do you find the meaning in life? Where's, you know, where can you, you know, a new philosophy, whatever it is for you, there's, there's something lovely in that Jupiter turning direct. Yeah. It's also pretty much stationing around 17 degrees for most of the month. Yeah. So if you have anything at 17 degrees of any sign, mm. it's being touched by Jupiter very strongly because as a planet turns direct or as it turns retrograde as well there's this moment where it's standing still and it has a greater intensity for Mm. that period so there's a lot of intensity around that 17 degrees Mm. um and yeah no i agree with you i like jupiter turning direct and i'm actually you know jupiter in capricorn has been interesting uh you know it's been very constricted in what it's able to do because of its companions in Capricorn, but there is this sense of creativity and expansion in a constricted space, if I can Mm -hmm. put it like that, which is actually very, um, can be more creative. It's like a distillation process and all the stuff that's been being distilled over the summer. um, You may be able to kind of express it as it, as we move into the autumn you know it may be coming out um i think you know for for uh actually for um virgos it's very very creative mm-hmm. you know this is a very potentially you know you may look back on this year as an exceptionally creative year mm-hmm. Yeah, and lovely that it's happening in Virgo season, actually, as well, isn't it? Yeah, and like I was saying right at the beginning of this thing about the Virgo season, this earth energy that's happening now has got this very practical feel um, of actually, you know, this. it's good that we're having this earthy energy, Mm. um, but it's much more forceful and constructive than usual at this Mm -hmm. time of year. So some of the stuff that you are putting in place in September, October, even during this Mars, when the Mars goes retrograde, some of this stuff is going to last a very long time. I think mm. um, there's this yeah. sense of, um, yeah, of, cons- yeah, of, I want, I keep on using the word construction of building, you know, mm. of, of building that something. Yeah. And that's what earth signs are good at, aren't they? Taurus, mm. Virgo, Capricorn, you know, they will, they see the end goal and they work steadily towards it one step at a time. So for all of us, really, this is a key feature of um, what's coming up. 
And you want to look for ideas towards your like Taurus people, you know, the Taurians in your life or where Taurus is in your chart or, um, you know, the towards Taurian style stuff, food, energy, mm-hmm. uh, nature, you know, this is where the ideas are coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, beauty. Yeah, and I, you know, with earth signs as well, another thing that I think about earth signs is they find pleasure in the small things. Yeah. And that, you know, the Jupiter turning direct for me is it is about hope and faith, but it is that ability to see, you know, see the pleasure in the simple things. Um, you know, what can you do? What can't you do? Well, we'll look at what, what's present and, you know, that that side of the earth signs I like. And it's very, I mean, the earth signs are strong on the full moons on September the 2nd uh, in Pisces, the new moons on September the 17th in Virgo and both the lunations, um, you know, the first full, the full moon on September the 2nd makes a lovely connection to Uranus in Taurus and the new moon on September the 17th, the sun and moon make a lovely connection to the um, triple conjunction in Capricorn. So we're yeah. really, you know, this is where to kind of move forward in these unsettled and challenging times. I mean, it is yeah. looking for what grounds you. It's looking for what you can put in place now and work towards, as you say. That um, the full moon on the second is interesting, isn't it? It's a str- it's a good full moon. You know, we've had these full moons and new moons, which have been very powerful and been slightly worrying you know through the summer yeah but this one is actually making good aspects to that stellium and capricorn it's mm-hmm. like what are the positive emotional things we can pull out of the current situation mm-hmm. you know um it's a very it's a super highly emotional full moon obviously because it's in pisces and most you know the sign with no boundaries and it is widely making conjunction to Neptune. So it's an incredibly, uh, it could be quite a spiritual full moon. It's a time to feel connected, uh, to make the connection between, I want to say ritual practice and the ritual and the spiritual, you know, mm-hmm. those two things mm-hmm. really come together around then. It, it's a really, mm-hmm. uh, it's a really powerful, um, full moon i'm also partly saying that i just i realize it's actually right on my own sun um and making that excellent sextile to uranus as well mm. it's clicking right into mm. this earth energy and mm. bringing that it's like uh bringing the fertility it's a very fertile moon because mm. it's bringing the fertility of the watery full moon together with all that earth energy so again if you wanted to plant something yeah um, it might be a really a, a time to plant something that you want to grow over a very long period. Yeah. So yeah, it's about planting an oak tree, mm. not a piece of, not a you know seed of corn. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I like this. I mean, both looking at the full moon and the new moon, I like both of them. There's a there's mm. an energy um, moving forwards over the next month, which I think is. You know, I think it's needed. I think it's mm. needed kind of really for all of us. Well, the, the new moon um, on September the 17th is 
It's interesting, isn't it? Because actually it does make an exact square to the nodes. Just looking at it now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it picks up quite a lot of planets, actually. It does. And the nodes as well, that new moon. It's making a trine to Saturn. It's making a uh, quincunx to Mars. Yeah. You know, it's actually quite engaged mm. with the with the planets and the square to the nodes suggests that there's something quite pivotal about it. Mm. Mm. Um, I think that there's also for me, actually, you know, it, it's, there's something marking an ending actually with that new moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because Saturn, yeah. you know, Saturn is involved with all the new moons this, uh, at this during this period it has it has been um you know so it's it's interesting isn't it like for me it feels like the new moons are this time for new beginnings set your intentions mm-hmm. launch something new but saturn always seems to be there mm-hmm. you know whatever aspect it's in and for me this is about yeah you can have a new beginning but you've also got to face facts you've got to look at the reality of the situation you know there's some things you can and can't do you know, Saturn is adding that kind of realistic, you know, what's possible, what's not. Um, so, yes, take, you know, use the new moon energy for new beginnings, but there'll be limitations on that. Um, I mean, that for me kind of, you know, and Saturn actually only moves away from the new moons. I think it's in, in November or December. Um, so it is it is kind of present at all the all the new moons, which is interesting this year when we're, being so limited and restricted in what we can and can't do. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, as you know, I don't always think that with Newlands. I think that this is a time to, um, in order to start anything new, you need to be getting rid of bits of the past and ending stuff, closing stuff off, finishing, finishing, finishing. And we can't just finish everything in one go you know, and that's why you need these repeated moments through the year to, to, to bury this stuff. And that's what Saturn is helping us to do. Saturn and Capricorn is powerful. It's in its own sign. Mm. It's in earth and we are in a year of endings. Mm. There's it's throughout the year and it will be, you know, this is um, Saturn in this, in its midwinter sign. You know, this is the sign of of deepest winter Capricorn, mm-hmm. the sign of the winter uh, solstice, and Saturn is still there and has been for a couple of years. So this has been a period of of endings, yeah. and Saturn is helping us to make these endings again. I think with with these at, at these new moons, mm-hmm. I I think that you're. Um, I think there are other times. Yeah, I mean, I I, I see this as the dark of the moon plus Saturn. Mm. Um, so I would say, you know, again, I always say this started after the new moon. Mm. If you're going to start something mm. when the, st- when the moon begins to wax again. Yeah. Well, um, and, but this is pivotal. You have the fortnight from the new moon to the full. Moon. Yeah. That is that's the, when you should be doing it. That's the, the forward moving motion. Yeah. The, and the, 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 um, and, and, the new moon making this square to the nodes is interesting because it doesn't happen that often. Mm. You know, this is not a, a common occurrence. Mm. Um, it's all immutable signs. 
you know, so this is, there's changing going on. There's a, there's, you know, there's a change in the weather around this 17th of September, you know, um, it may not be quite clear because it's opposite to Neptune, what the weather is changing into, but there's, it's, it's some kind of turning point, which may be quite subtle. Mm. Although for Virgos, I think it may be pretty obvious. Um, you know, this may be something to do with your career, frankly, you know, it could be, a, a, a actually a new opportunity. Mm. Um, but there's a, there's a, it's like a turn of the wheel of fortune happens. Mm. Um, and there's sort of an opportunity may open up, but something else may, uh, especially for, uh, Virgo. And I think for Gemini and an opportunity may be lost, I think also, or something may close or maybe disappear. And that's much more for Sagittarians. And possibly Pisces as well. Yeah. Yeah. For Pisces, yeah. you know, this is at the top of the chart. Yeah. I mean, they are, the nodes are, they're often linked as well to kind of destiny moments, aren't they? When, yeah. You know, life steps in the things, you know, you don't see coming. So it is important to, during the new moon um, on the 17th of September, really kind of look out for the signs as you're moving forward in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it's interesting. Just say, speaking as someone who's just lost their father, mm. Uh, and as a Pisces, of course, that this south node is going across the top of the chart mm. by, you know, according to my sun sign, which is the, the top of the chart is the parents, yeah. you know, mm. and dad's gone. And mm. that's now I'm an orphan. Mm. Um, and I think that I'm be interested to see what happens around that new moon on the 17th. Mm. Yeah. Or how I'm feeling. I mean, quite often moons are about feelings more than actual, you know, things actually happening. Yeah. They're important. They're important sort of points, aren't they? Um, Mm. Always, I think, you know, the new moon, full moon, really stop and listen. I think that's that's a real key. Christina, I'm aware of the time. I think I've been talking for quite... um, Quite a long time now. Mars, we got caught up with the energy of Mars. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> fast, fast. Um, but yeah, interesting month coming up. I'm kind of, I'm excited about it, actually. I'm looking forward to some Earth energy. Yeah. I have been enjoying this fiery energy, but I was exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I've been exhausted by the end. You know, yesterday I was just exhausted. I had to, you know... Um, because of, it's all go with that Mars in yeah. Aries. Yeah, I think we need kind of we need to we need yeah. some structure, we need some routine, we need some grounding. So yeah. here we are moving into Virgo season. Let's bring it on. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's have a gentle moving. <laughs> I can't speak in Mars terms sometimes. Anyway, on that note. Yeah. I think we should say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you, and Thank you everybody. Bye. See you next month. See you next month. Bye.